We want to welcome you to the New Song Podcast, coming to you from beautiful Colorado Springs. We love receiving your prayer requests and comments at newsongcs.com. Thanks for listening as Pastor Stephen Hibden shares an encouraging word of God's love. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. Go forward. I'll show you. I love how it just kind of, if you didn't get it yet, I'll, let me explain a little bit more. This is Jesus talking. If you need la- Labor Day, is a day, yes, this is the way you rest on Labor Day, not by not coming to church. You do this. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Move on. Walk with me and work with me. Work with me. I can get a rest by working. Work with me and watch how I do it. You know, the word in the other is my burden is light. He's saying, learn the unforced rhythms of grace. And as she leads us here, I just want you to um, just relax, let go, let go of what's there, put it on the table, sit it down, and let God do what he wants to do in your life today. Amen. what Pastor Stephen was saying about the table because we're in a series about tables and like he said there is no table that is more important than this one uh, the Lord reminded me of kind of what I up until today kind of just thought was a fun fact that I had learned a while back about the importance of the table in your family and historians really believe that anytime you look back in history anytime a nation has fallen from within not from an outside attack It has been because of the downfall of the nuclear family. And in America, statistics show that the the nuclear family began to fall apart when we quit eating dinner together at the table. With the rise of fast food, with the rise of microwavable meals, they started in the 70s putting, uh, you know, those breakfast bars in houses. And people stopped sitting around a table and looking at one another. And that's when... Um, experts believe the nuclear family began to disintegrate in our nation. But how much more important is it if our family needs to sit together at a table and look at one another and have conversation and commune with one another over a meal in order to be healthy and to survive? How much more important is it that we come to the, the table of our God? There is no mistake that God chose a meal to represent communion with him. He's God. He could have chosen any symbol that he wanted to. He could have chosen any representation that he pleased. And he chose the bread and the juice to represent us coming into communion and relationship with him. I remember growing up in church and hearing all the time about uh, Jesus, you know, you Our kids hear it all the time. Jesus died on the cross to forgive your sins so you can go to heaven, which is true, and it's very important, and we're very thankful that we get to go to heaven. But Jesus didn't just die on the cross so you could go to heaven. Jesus died on the cross so that you could commune with him here now while you walk through this this life. You can have relationship with Jesus because you can come to his table because he has washed you in his blood. So you're clean and you have an invitation. Pastor Stephen talked about that a couple weeks ago. We're invited to the table 
because of what Jesus did on the cross. If it wasn't for the blood of Jesus, we wouldn't be worthy to come sit at the table. I've been reading through the the Old Testament and and through Genesis, and I've been so amazed by uh, the way that the Lord speaks to the founders of our faith. When he speaks to Abraham, he speaks to Joseph and Moses, because this is is pre-cross. This is before the cross. And God intervenes in their life. And I've heard it said a lot growing up in church that there is not a lot that we can do. There's not a lot that pastors can say to you that will lead you to the cross. The Lord has to reveal himself to you in a personal way. He did it all through the Old Testament. There wasn't a missionary or a pastor that told Abraham about God. God showed himself to Abraham. God showed himself to Joseph as he was in prison. Joseph didn't have a single person around him who knew God. He was in a completely different nation. No one surrounding him, no encouragement, no fellowship, but God continued to reveal himself to him on a per, in a personal way. So this morning as we take the elements, as we enter into communion and we come to the Lord's table, I would encourage you to have an open heart and an open mind, not just to what I have to say or what Pastor Stephen has to say or even what the worship music has to say, but what would the Lord speak to you this morning as you come to his table, as you enter into his presence through communion? So if you would take this morning, if you would take in your hand how we are freely accepted at Jesus' table and how we must also extend that invitation to others. If Jesus has extended it to us, we must extend it to other people. And today I want to entitle the message um, something peculiar, something different, but I want to call it the kitchen table. It's going to be very practical, but um, I felt very uh, strongly I need to talk about this, and I wish someone would have gotten my notes early so they could have talked about it during communion. Thank you, Pastor Christian. She kind of gave the summary of what I'm going to talk about, so praise the Lord. Um, I grew up in the Hibden family. I married into a family called the, named the Spinellis. My mother-in-law, uh, I call her her because I don't ever call her mom. Usually I just say, um, and, and I like to look at her, right? And so if I'm talking to someone, oh, her, and so anyways, that's our joke. But would you stand, sister? This is... Um, uh, sister of the faith. She's been a four-square uh, crusader her whole entire life, and she keeps uh, Ra- Cynthia uh, Reagan. She keeps Cynthia uh, grounded in the four-square faith, although she's Assembly of God now. Also, my aunt is here, Aunt Joyce. Would you raise your hand? That's lovely. Um, they both go to Assembly of God, so we want you to just stretch out your hands towards them, and we're going to pray. No. Amazing. Amazing church they go to. I, I would say every time I've been there, there's like three or four uh, words and speaking words and tongues and interpretations. And um, we have uh, words that happen here at this church, but I, I eagerly desire the spiritual gifts. And I love what God is doing there at their church. And um, anyways, anyway, her, her last name is now Spinelli. That's what she married into her, her husband. Uh, John Spinelli is Cynthia's m- dad, and Cynthia's in the um, kids' ministries today. We're not having a fight. She's she's here. She's serv- she th- she's speaking on Daniel in the lion's den, and it, it would probably be better than this. So if you want to go out, 
right there. You act like you're going to the bathroom and just go stay with them. They're going to do a craft. It's going to be nice. But um, I grew up in the Hibden family. I married in the Spinelli family. Every Sunday while I was in college, I went to the Spinelli family's house. My parents lived in South Dakota, and they lived right there by the college, the Bible college I was going to. And literally every Sunday, we would go to their house for dinner. And it wasn't just Kathy and John and Cynthia and her brother John and her sister Carrie. It was Kathy, John, Uncle Dominic and Uncle Tony and Nick and Nick and Nick and Nick and Tony. <laughs> yes, there's all these people, and it was literally a table almost as long as half this row, half this aisle right here. We all sit down every Sunday. They would come home from church and um, finish their mafia stuff on the side, and then they'd come into the, and I'm serious, that's not a joke, and um, we would talk, and, and, and they would say, sit down, sit down by us and eat some olives, and I would eat the olives, and I would puke because they're so so hot or so like spicy, and I'd go, oh, these are really good, and, and um, we'd talk, and, and um and I felt safe there. I truly did because of their guns. No, <laughs> I felt safe because, um, because I was heard. I was seen. I w and I could go on and on about this, but I don't have time to talk about it. But I tried to summarize it, that I sensed I belonged. Even before I got engaged, I belonged to them because, because they loved Jesus and they, um, they were together at the table. And I felt I belonged and I was safe. And I think that was the spirit behind, there's a scripture, it's found in Psalm 23. I don't know if ever, anyone's ever heard of the song. It's by the hit um, he, artist formerly known as King David, right? He wrote this song, he wrote a whole book of them called Psalm, Psalms, Psalm, Psalms. And the one was Psalm 23, and, and in Psalm 23 he says this, and maybe you can put it up there on the screen if we have it. He says in the middle of it, you prepare a table for me, before me, in the presence of my enemies. Doesn't even make sense that God could do this for us. That's kind of what he did to it today. He prepared a table for us in the presence of our sins and heartaches and worries and hang-ups and problems. And, and you anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. He's essentially explaining the safety, the peace that you find and it's not to be taken lightly at the Lord's table. God's presence promises to show up anytime you receive communion. He does. And so if you ever think it seems weird that it's always so reverent and special, it's because he automatically says, I promise I will show up anytime you remember this. But he also, the, the early church figured out that they don't only just do communion together as a as a token ritual but he shows up when they come to the table and eat together too and they would get other food around besides just this and they would uh take communion and they would eat together and um there is a safety in that and something that we all have in common we all sin yes we do but we all also eat we all eat and it's amazing, it's interesting that Jesus uses illustration after illustration, like she was talking about earlier, to ex explain things we need to know by eating because he knows, oh, Stephen, <laughs> he likes to eat, so he will understand this if I put this in the Bible, so he told it. He explained meditation on the word like eating. He explained 
praying. He explained eating the word. He explained reading. He explained doing good works. He, lit, he even explained his death on the cross by comparing it to the table and eating. And I think he did that to help us to realize um, the tangibility of who he is. That's a little bit too deep for me too, but... Um, Yes, I want to leave you today with three inspiring ways. Jesus, the great shepherd, the one that was prophesied about in Psalm 23 because Jesus hadn't come on the scene when he said, he prepared a table for me in the presence of my enemies. He was talking about Jesus, your shepherd, taking care of you, the sheep. I want to talk about three inspiring ways Jesus sets a table for us daily. A table of strength, a table of stability, right in the middle of our crises, right in the middle of our enemies, right in the midst of our chaotic lives. Well, this is not a message for me because my life is not chaotic. It's very calm and collected. That's most of you here, I know, because you're Americans and you're so organized and, and, and peaceful and you don't need, you don't need to, uh, any more peace in your life. Does anyone need any more peace in your life? Yes, okay, good. So, Lord, we thank you for these words, and I pray that you anoint them. I pray you anoint our ears to hear that you would not only speak through me, but you would speak something new to somebody here in the room. In Jesus' name. And if you're listening, I realize as I look down at my Bible, I have two free full conference passes to that event that I was on the video because I got the inside scoop about the event so these are two passes they go to everything if you want to go to one day you want to go to all of the, all of the concerts all the things i will give these to the best listener today okay <laughs> and if it's my mother-in-law i'm not giving them to her because she lives in arizona and she's just trying to make a good impression because she i bet she doesn't listen at church but she'll listen here because it's she's trying yeah anyways let's move on okay Here's a picture I want to show you of my table at my house, all right? This is a picture of my ta table at home. This is on Monday, I believe. And uh, we thought it would be interesting. Cynthia said, well, what if you take a picture throughout the day, just, just on Monday, about how the table progresses? Could you just kind of go through some of these pictures? Um, the table just adds and takes away, and things happen. And you know your central part. You can keep, keep going through the pictures the central part in your home is is your table and then that one almost looks like a like we a setup but it really isn't it was just like maybe a, just a couple hours later and a couple hours later but our experiment revealed that a progression of stacking and piling and letting go of groceries and papers and homework and mail and jackets and the list goes on and it got me thinking what we often start, uh, w what w this is the question I got me thinking about, and it's kind of, kind of weird, but it's, what would we do with all of our stuff if the table didn't take it? Oh, look at Jaden. He's drinking soda there. It's diet soda, but he doesn't usually drink soda. I caught him right there. Um, what would we do with all our stuff if the table didn't take it off our hands? And then this last one, we couldn't even fit at the table, so <laughs> we went outside, and we ate outside for, for our dinner that night. And there's my Aunt Joyce, and there's Grandma, and uh, our the ch her name's T in our house, Cynthia's mom. Uh, see, I can't call her mom. I'm, so I'm sorry. Um, um, there's us at the table. Let's move on. W this brings me to our first thought. The table welcomes... The table welcomes 
what we want to lay down. Now, you've got to hear this figuratively and literally, but it holds our stuff for us. That's what the table do, does. You can let go of things at the table. You can release things there. There's a scripture found in 1 Peter 5, 7, and it says this, Cast all your anxiety on him. Why? Because he cares for you. He's talking about Jesus. Jesus is kind of, in essence, the table as well in our lives. I read earlier the scripture in Matthew 11 about how our burden is light with Jesus. He goes on in Matthew 11 to say, learn to live freely and lightly with me. And I want to do something right now. I want to brag on the table. The table is a nice thing. I think we get in such a hurry in our chaotic life, and I know this is an inanimate object. It can't hear us. It's not here with us, but it always stands, doesn't it? You all, everyone's got a table somewhere in your house, and it always stands. It doesn't say, I'm going to sit down today. I'm going to leave the room. I'm not going to be the kitchen table today. I'm going to be the couch. No, it doesn't. It's a constant. It's there. It's a, it's, it brings organization. We lean on the table we sit our groceries on it. How many have ever come home from uh, the grocery store and you just, you just throw them down, and if the table wasn't there, they'd go on the floor? You never say, oh, man, my kitchen table, where did it go? Where did you, where did you go? And he says, no, I transfigured. I'm the couch today. I'm not the no, you never hear that. The table welcomes what we want to lay down. Just the other day, we had... Just got Riley and Reagan and Jaden started back to school. It was um, five-ish o'clock, and um, we were we were sad in a bit. We were a bit sad half because we sent one kid to college, um, back to college, and one kid for the first year to kindergarten, which is unusual. And um, we were dealing with some schedule issues with our, our son's a senior and. And then we have a kid that's going into kindergarten. So two opposite ends, and uh, things were chaotic. And then that night, we were going to be taking our five-year-old to um, the hospital for a sleep study. And so we were rushing because we had to do a certain amount of things before then. And it was, it was loud. It was crazy. It was chaotic. Chaotic, you know that word? But in the craziness, we sat. And we stopped. And we were at the table together. Not that we do it every night, but we were at this moment at the table together, and there was no call to worship. Peter didn't come up on the drums, and Bethany lead us in, <laughs> whatever. But there was a prayer, a short prayer. It wasn't a long prayer. It was a short prayer. And there was a moment. And in those moments, although not expected and not even really purposed, and forgive me for being a bit poetic. I'm just trying to explain the moment. But it was like a, a spiritual thing happened. We were sitting together. We were looking at each other. We were talking at the table as we ate. And there was a peace in the pandemonium. There was a, a calm in the commotion. And it was almost reminiscent of... And really it was, and I'm not trying to be over like dramatic, but it was almost reminiscent of Jesus when he's walking through the town and people are pushing into him and knocking into him and busy and he's on his way somewhere and Jesus stops in the craziness and he says, who just touched me? Who was it? 
I felt healing. I felt healing go out from me. I felt virtue go out from me. Because when Jesus is at the table with us, there is a peace and there is healing that happens, which leads me to my next thought. Not only does the table lay it, keep hold our things for us, it brings healing. It does. Today, I already declared, and I declare it again, that I believe people will be healed just because we received communion at the Lord's table, that there will be people that will drink in healing, that it'll come to them, that they'll leave here and they'll realize something happened. I was touched today. It happens. It happens every week. I hear testimonies every week of people. Why? Because we are so great. The New Song Church, isn't it so great? That's why. No, because we give place to Jesus and we say he is our healer. And when you say it and when you believe it and when you declare it, he shows up. I believe someone will be healed today. The table brings healing. We just came to the table of communion, and I believe that. And the table brings healing in many ways. We talked about a couple of weeks ago how the table brings healing um, through fun and family. And even laughter is a great medicine to be healed. It happens at the table. The table brings healing through bringing grace to people who don't deserve grace. I remember that evening, that same evening at dinner, at the table, after we scooted everything off, we brought our um, paper plates to the table. We did. We didn't do dishes that night, and we don't often. We brought our paper forks. Well, actually, I think we had real forks. But we brought them to the table, and we're sitting, and inevitably, someone brings up something funny that happened that day. Something maybe we shouldn't talk about it, or maybe we should, but usually it's wholesome. Relax, okay? And, and, and we start to laugh, and we start to smile, and as we're eating, healing comes just through laughing and smiling and being together. It doesn't have to be in the context of a, of a home. It can happen at any table. I encourage you to be at tables where that can happen. It represents, um, why is healing happened at those tables? Because it represents what the table brings. The table brings a tranquility in the middle of our traffic. It brings a... Um, like, like I said earlier, that the peace. It brings a moment in the mess. And why is that? Because we all crave that thing, that moment, that presence of who? Jesus. We crave it in our lives. We need it. We long for it. We long to have it. But we often leave the table out of our lives. And this is where um, Pastor Christian kind of took the words right out from under me but we do this we the holy spirit gave them to her what can i do to eat fast let me hit the drive through instead of talking to people this isn't very spiritual what you're talking about here just just stay with me listen here hear what i'm saying talking to people i don't want to talk to the person right in front of me i would rather text which leads me to my next point the table welcomes promotes invites conversation What's that? A conversation, talking, and in the world of, of being to ourselves. Let me, let me give a spiritual word to it. The table promotes koinonia. Oh, you're speaking in Greek now? You know Greek. Yes, the table promotes fellowship. The table promotes unity. The table promotes love. The table pr promotes 
um, communion. All of these words are the same words. In the Greek, it's the word koinonia. The table promotes this. I don't know how many of you have kids that are, or even husbands maybe, or wives, that don't like to talk to you, right? They like, just talk to me. Like, say something. Maybe your best friend is this way. You hang out with them, your roommate, you go out to uh, like um, wherever, and you, you're, you're trying to talk, and they're just sitting there. When you sit at a table, watch what happens. I know I found this out with my son, Riley, and I don't believe he's in the room. I hope he's serving in kids' ministry. Is that him with the hat on in the back? Is he back there? I don't want to say certain things because I'll have to pay him for it. <laughs> Is that you? No? Okay, good. I didn't know if it was him. But Riley is like the quietest kid. Like I thought, he's not even going to talk right now. Is that you? Like, um, but if you like him to commune, have koinonia with you, fellowship, sit him down at a table and give him some food, preferably a place like Red Robin, and he will talk your head off. He will talk. He will tell you what happened with the Jayhawks this week, why the, why the Minnesota Timberwolves didn't get this person in the NBA draft, why the uh, Rockies uh, lost last night, and why the Cardinals won last night. He'll explain it all to you. Since there, was what, there it was, and it just came out. I wasn't even reading it. I just had to say it. But I believe you'll find it to be true of most people that eating and tables open us up to conversation. Why is that our emotions are interconnected with eating it really is the case and you say oh not me i've i've broken the power of food and i'm not talking about addiction to food but i'm just saying it's an emotional thing eating it brings a smile to our hearts and it's not unlike jesus to explain himself to people as Folks, you don't know who I am. You don't know who I am. Let me think of a word that you might relate with. I am the bread of life. If you come to me and eat with me, from me, you won't be hungry again. He calls himself that. The literal uh, meaning in the, in the Greek is talking about, I bring a smile to your soul. Eating brings a smile to our face. Not only does the table bring healing, take our burdens, promote fellowship, but I close with this. The table cultivates, it's a big word, it just means brings, transparency to an otherwise, um, don't get into my life, don't look at me, don't, I don't want you to know who I am. It brings transparency, it, it cultivates an accountability that, hey, you're not alone whether you want to or not. I think there's a scripture that says, I learned it early and I wasn't sure what it meant at the time, but no man is an island by himself. I'll go into that scripture in a minute, but don't we love islands? Don't we? In the, in, in the culture we live in, you watch the shows, and, I'm, not, and I'm, I'm going somewhere with this, but you know, if you watch, does anyone watch home improvement shows? Is it just HGTV? It's just us. We watch TBN and HGTV. That's all we watch, okay? TBN and HD and God TV, okay? And ESPN and um, WG. No, anyways. <laughs> um, they always are like when they're, when they're remodeling their house, build my life upon Jesus. When they're remodeling their house, they're always like, hey, 
can you give me an island? I would love an island. I would just, just couldn't you just put it right here? Well, that's where your kitchen table was. It doesn't matter. Can you? Oh, it's beautiful. Look at my island, right? We all want it. And, and, and it's true. It actually does promote um, all these things I'm saying, too, because people stand around islands. But if you don't have chairs around your island, I would almost uh, want to say in a figurative way, it's our way of getting away from sitting and looking at each other. We have islands so that we can uh, contribute to our, oh, I got to go. Uh, uh, let me just grab that um, sausage, that Jimmy Dean's sausage sandwich, and just get on my way. I got I to gotta go. I got to go. I'm busy. I got, I got places to be. I can't be present with you. I can't be accountable to anyone. I don't want anyone to see who I am. I don't, I'm not transparent. I'm, I am a closed book, okay? So back off. I, I don't understand at church how, how um, well, I mean, at some churches, and maybe it's not ours. I hope it's not ours. But we literally have an elevator in our church, right? But um, the elevator mentality, you know, when you get on an elevator, you might be talking, <laughs> it's so good to see you. Yeah, it's so good. And you're on the elevator and you don't even look at each other. You turn around and you're just like looking around and you go up and then like it kills, like it kills friendships. It's like the elevator. And I feel like it's kind of like that in some churches that we come to church. We, I, let me tell, let me give you permission, folks. This is not an elevator that we're in here. When you're looking around at people, you don't have to look down at the ground and keep walking. You do, you do that at, at, um, in New York or at the subway or whatever, you do that. But when you're at church, you can look at people. They're, they're here for the same reason you are. They want love. They need love. You need to give them something. We all come in and bring something with us. Do you know that? You bring something. It's not you show up for the drive-thru so the pastor can give you your takeout meal, right? It's you helping, healing, Touching each other, being open, yes? Everyone's looking at me like, oh, my dad's yelling at me right now, so I guess I better stop. But that's not, we, it's, a, it's freedom. We love each other here. Everyone wants to be friends. Don't think they don't. They do. I know because I've become friends with everyone here. You've all met me. I've met literally everyone here, and I've talked to literally, with, with the exception of maybe a couple of people, we'll, we'll talk. I haven't met you necessarily. But... We've talked for minutes at times, maybe hours. Some of us to sit down and coffee together because we know each other. I know these people are nice people, and it's crazy. It, it, it kind of bothers me, not in, a, not in a, like, I'm getting down on you kind of way, but that you missed out on meeting certain people. I'll see someone say, oh, I've never met them. What? You've never met them? Oh, Brandon and Megan are like the nicest people. How have you not met them? You got it. Yeah, I just want all of us to know each other. Let's move on. Oh my gosh, I got out of, I'm out of breath, and I got off the point. But the p the point is the table invites, cultivates transparency. Come together, sit at tables together. You'll be amazed at what will happen. Just 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 watch. If you don't, if someone doesn't wanna open up, they won't sit with you at a table. Your family won't. Your husband won't. Your wife won't. Your roommate won't. Your friend won't. They won't come. If you text them and say, let's sit down together, if they don't want to open up, they're not coming to the table. Why? Because there's uh, something weird, supernatural, that happens when you come to a table. 
in the context of Jesus, uh oh, it's a whole nother thing. The Holy Spirit brings some kind of this transparency, accountability thing. He brings fellowship. You start to connect hearts. You sit, any night I sit at the table with my kids, if we're, if I need to find out a lie that they told, it'll come out at the table. It came out the other night. I don't want to say it again, but Riley, again, he, he's got a car. He, he let someone drive his car this week, and, and he had no idea he was going to say it, but he said, uh, we were talking about cookies, and he said, oh, Reagan says, the cookies were on your side. Well, and he's not eating cookies right now. We know he's not, and not because he's not allowed to, but he's just like, I'm not eating. I'm cutting them out. I'm cutting soda and cookies out. So he's cutting them out, right? But there were cookies in there, and it came out. Well, why were they there? Well, JT was driving, and so that's where the cookies. Oh, JT was driving your car. That's a rule in our house. We don't drive up, right? Didn't that happen right at the table? My mom, I, don't, I remember the day that she found out I went to a rated R movie. was all sitting at the kitchen table. I don't know how she did it, but she, she found it out. Things will be found out at the table tables of our lives if you're uneasy about having church friends or getting together for coffee becoming vulnerable it's probably because you want to hide something and sit at a table and watch the holy spirit bring healing watch the holy spirit bring comfort it's happening all the time all around us tables bring connections encourage transparency and let me just say this, it's an elephant in most churches. Is it called the elephant in the room? Yeah, the elephant in the room is in most churches. Is that if you're transparent, if you're open, then that's bad. Like you don't want to be open. That's bringing, bringing darkness into the light is actually a good thing. Did you know that? It's not a weakness for you to be vulnerable. It's not. It's not a weakness. It's not a weakness for you to be transparent it's actually a sign of strength it's actually a sign of stability if you're having accountability you're becoming stable stability equals account accountability equals stability in your life let me just take this opportunity right now we have a group called fight club that we're starting for every man every we started we decided every woman as well who would like to Live a life of freedom in an area, whether it's a habit or a hang-up or something that's just getting you down. We want to help you find freedom in this area. We're starting something called Fight Clubs. It'll probably be on Monday nights. We're not for sure of all the details, but let the Holy Spirit convict you right now that you should come because it's going to be great. And it's a way to do this, Romans 14, 7, and I close. There's not a couple of closes today, as you posted on Facebook the other day about pastors that close. But Romans 14, 7, none of us lives for ourselves alone. This is where we get the, the thought island unto ourselves. None of us dies for ourselves alone either. We all need each other. We all need accountability. I'm starting to feel like a president here, but let me tell you. We all need transparency in our lives. We need someone to help us lift the burden. So I want to I wanna, um, bring up uh, Brother Nate, if you're in the room, would you play? You guys were great today, the worship team. The whole team's going to come up, so if you all want to come up, we're going to sing that song, Come to the Table. It's the, w the song that Elevation calls Come to the Altar, but it's the real, that's, that's what it means, come to the table. But um, 
I want to leave you just with a couple of thoughts, a couple of um, things to implement, to try out this, this week. Not next week, not the week after, but this week, all right? Just, and that's two things. There's only two things here. There's a little rant that I was going to do about how um, we need to be friendlier at church, but I think we, we do a great, great job about that. But number one, lay down your burdens at the table. Lay them down. Well, I did, but then they came back. They do. You like walk away and they, the table follows you or something. And they come back. Lay them back down again. Our lives are not to be burdened. They're meant to be lived lightly so that the Holy Spirit can speak through us. So that people are attracted to us, right? So that we have favor with some of the people. No, Acts 2 says all of the people. They found favor with all of the people because they were doing something right. Lay your burdens down. Let me tell you, the table can handle them. And I mean, when I mean the table, I mean Jesus can handle them. I mean the Holy Spirit can handle them. I believe even the church can handle them. The church is a form of a table. Lay them down. Get to know those people around you. It's not a courthouse. It's not a public place where you have to be quiet when you come in. You can, you can converse. You can talk. And allow the Holy Spirit to bring healing. I give you permission to hello, say hello to people, to smile, to be friendly, to start conversations, not to hurry up to get out. And if you have to hurry up to get out, I understand. But if you have time, you stay around or you come early. We're starting, we, everything's ready always at 9 o'clock in the morning. We have church at 10. Some of you come in at 10.05 and that's fine. It's a sin, but it's fine. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you come in because you know the countdown starts at 10, so you have five minutes, so you're good. But take advantage of the table. Lay your crap down. <laughs> Get it off. Reagan, Jaden would tell me I'm not allowed to say that, and I'm not, because it's a bad word. We shouldn't have it in our lives. Amen? That was number one. Lay down your burdens. Number two. You can remember that one, right? Number two. Make it a priority to sit at the table. If you don't have a family at home, sit with your roommate, sit with a friend, sit with the church folks. Make a friend and sit with them. Maybe it's once a week. Maybe you already are sitting. Maybe you are a family and you have dinner once a week or once a month. Make it twice a month. Make it three times a month. Make it three times a week if you can. It doesn't have to be at home. It can be at you can bring in pizza. You can go somewhere else. You can eat pizza somewhere else. I did both of those this week. You can sit at Rizzuto's. I did that twice this week. Maybe three times. Rizzuto's is an ice cream place. You don't have to have meat, bread, potatoes, everything. Sometimes ice cream is a great meal, isn't it, Wanda and Dan, isn't it? It's great. Sit with someone there. I sat with two different groups at, 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 at a table at Rizzuto's this week. And you know what it did? It did all the things we said today, if you remember them. It brought healing. It brought transparency. It brought more accountability in my life, whether I want it or not. It, it helped me to lay things down, and it definitely promoted conversation because I talked. So would you stand to your feet? Stand to your feet. We're going to sing this song today, and we'll close with a prayer. And let this song up. Uh, and don't go twice or three times into the verses. Try to just do the verse and the chorus and... Then we'll come to the end. If there's a bridge, do all that. Just go straight to all that stuff. And then we'll close. But try to hear this song is talking about coming to the altar. It could be the altar at church. It could be the altar at home. 
It could be a prayer place. It could be the table. And in fact, right now, if you need prayer in your bodies, if you need healing, if you need a touch, you need someone to agree with you, um, there's going to be some people up here right now. I don't know if the brights, I don't know if you'd be well, willing to come up and stand. I don't know if you would. This is go, going out there for you. But Odell's, would you come up and stand? Um, you don't have to. But um, Lindsay, you're probably busy. You've got to go get your kids right after this. Because this is going to be after service is going to be out. So, um, Kaylee, would you come up here? I don't know if Christian, if you're busy, if you can. Eddie and Raquel, would you come up? If you need if you need prayer, um, you come up to one of these. Even during the song, but they'll be up here after service even if you need prayer. But let's sing this together. I'll close. Let us have tables that promote family, that nurture laughter, that welcome transparency, that cultivate conversation. Lord, let us have tables that invite honesty, and help us make space for grace and others as we proclaim you as the head of our faith. Thanks for listening today. Remember, God wants to do the impossible through you and me. We encourage you to become a deeper part of what we are doing. Visit us at newsongcs.com and become a giver to the New Song Foundation and an investor in bringing this message of Jesus across the world. God bless you. Thank you.